Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Here's a confronting, bewildering paradox close to home for us in Australia. In the Solomon Islands, 97% of the population is Christian, yet this chain of islands to Australia's northeast also records the highest rate of domestic violence in the world. Thankfully, it's not being ignored. In fact, the very book that has often been used by men to inflict violence on women there, the Bible, is now being used to powerfully turn it all around. It's happening through a project called Community Vision for Change, run by World Vision. There's already been a very positive response to this program since it started just on a year ago, and it's proving a powerful way to communicate in a society where domestic abuse has been quite normalised. The CEO of World Vision, Tim Costello, has been in the Solomons and he joins us now on Open House. Tim, welcome back to Open House. Yeah, thank you very much. Can I start by asking this, Tim, why has there been such a culture of domestic violence in the Solomons? How long has it been happening there? Well, what you've got is a culture that uh, predates Christianity, which really is a a sort of a a warrior culture, not unusual to most other societies that um, have tribal roots and uh, clear, very clear roles of the men as the hunter and gatherer and the women as the nurturer, maybe digger of the gardens. But then sadly uh, reinforced by some bad theology around uh, submission, submission which um, says uh, really men and women aren't equal. So a man uh, has the right if his wife uh, bring, cooks the, the meal late or, or badly to discipline her. Uh, and when the Bible has been used to say this is what submission means, the, um, uh, the wife submitting to the husband, it intensifies that pre-existing culture. So uh, that's uh, why it's got one of the highest recorded levels of domestic violence. And it really has been a very, very commonly accepted thing extending throughout Solomon society. Yes, it appears so. Um, and the people that we spoke with said, um, you know, it's very common for women if they've got jobs to, you know, turn up wearing glasses or saying they fell over or they have to take a, a, a sick day when they're not sick. There's been violence. And uh, we uh, at World Vision have uh, convened the church leaders. We had the Archbishop and the all the eight bishops of uh, the Anglican Church there and uh, took them through our Channels of Hope program. It just starts very simply with asking them to draw a picture of what a, a man, how a man is a man in that culture and how a woman is a woman in that culture and the pictures where a man with a fist or a boot kicking and a woman with a big tongue talking too much and being disciplined. And then you work them through um, both the cultural and sometimes the biblical attitudes. And by the end of a three-day uh, seminar, they draw other pictures uh, around actually men and women as equals and roles not simply being uh, a superior, inferior roles. Um, so it's a very practical course and particularly focuses because the Bible is their source of authority and legitimacy and what the Bible really does teach about equality, about human relationships. Can I ask you two things, Tim? How did it come on World Vision's radar and why has it taken so long for anybody to either recognise this problem from the outside or help the people there deal with it? Well, World Vision first ran these Channels of Hope programs in Uganda and uh, in the Congo where there are similar levels of violence and men men are the boss and the warrior. And, um, of course, you've got uh, 
the complications there often of a second and a third wife and young brides and uh, men expecting to discipline. Um, and having run it there, uh, our director in the Solomon Islands uh, said this is a huge problem here. So it's actually a Zimbabwean and Zambian, black uh, Zimbabwean man and uh, Zambian woman, uh, from World Vision, who are teaching this course in the Solomons, which sound, sounds very unusual, but um, uh, we are seeing extraordinary uh, openness that it's not just another white person, an Australian, coming in to, to lecture about um, uh, cultural ways and biblical understandings, that it's actually a people from the third world, Zimbabwe and Zambia, coming to uh, uh, really explain and articulate this. So this course, which isn't just with the Anglicans, it's with all the churches, and the Solomons is um, probably the most highly Christianized country in the world, um, is really using the Bible to say, let's properly understand that it is always a sin for a man to hit a woman. And that's a novel thought to say it's always a sin because it's just accepted that that's uh, a man's prerogative in disciplining his wife. And why has it taken so long for it to be recognised, at least from the outside, the magnitude of this problem? Well, uh, you don't have reporting. So the Solomon Islands government in 2009 did their first benchmark report of domestic violence and found that 65% of women, that's two in three women, uh, have experienced violence at the hands of their their, their past partner, their husband. Uh, World Vision uh, with ANU did um, more benchmarking uh, for 2012 this year, and again, the figure was still 65%. So uh, what was invisible and culturally accepted took time to be made visible, uh, which is then why we're now responding. And I might say the Australian Federal Police um, have come to our course and are so impressed with it because they see this too, that the Australian Federal Police out of their own budget have been uh, funding this program of Channels of Hope using the Bible to teach communities um, that uh, men must treat women properly and um, not not uh, subject them to any violence. If the Bible and its concept of submission has been responsible for this problem initially, how have you reread the Bible to them or reinterpreted it to them to convince them that that is a sin? So we've uh, taken those passages and said, uh, but look what it says about uh, a man. A man is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? He suffered, he died, he sacrificed his very life. He, was, he took a, a towel and washed his disciples' feet, which is the job of a slave or a woman. He did this role... Therefore, when we attach social significance to roles, the men earn the money, the women just look after the children. There will always be roles in life. You need roles to order life. But attaching social significance where the men, therefore, are powerful and have the income and the women have no income in their roles and therefore no say isn't what the Bible teaches. This isn't how Jesus uh, loved the church. This isn't how he served his disciples. If there's been such a history of this then, have they taken much convincing to help them to think otherwise? Yeah, this is really generational shifts because when um, culture, pre-existing culture, men's dominance is reinforced by uh, misuse, misinterpretation of Bible texts, this isn't a an overnight uh, change. Uh, so 
this has to go in in uh, step with um, not just understanding Bible and faith, but uh, uh, giving women um, economic opportunities and empowering them, giving them roles that actually have significance instead of the men just earning the money and the women doing non-income earning work. Um, therefore, they have no social significance in having microfinance programs for women, showing that they are able to uh, reach their full potential in supporting the family and being an equal to their husband. I can only begin to imagine what the response of the women has been to this. Yeah, they they are overjoyed. Um, Of course, it's sad that um, when the Bible is used in the wrong way, women will actually agree uh, that, yes, the man has the right to discipline us. Some 70% of women and men uh, agree that somehow violence is acceptable when uh, a viable verse about the woman must submit is just translated in a naked, um, unrefined way because even for the women, that's the source of their authority. When they have the aha moment that this isn't what God intends and equality between male and female and care and tenderness and love, is the uh, biblical picture. It's a it's a, a very moving moment. And we see men and women who do these courses in tears, who are dramatically uh, challenged and changed by understanding this. Tim, this, to many who view World Vision's work with great admiration, this might seem a departure from lots of the aid work that you do. This is more directed structurally at changing a society, changing a culture, instead of providing them with physical aid. So we know uh, to deal with poverty, poverty isn't simply just the lack of money. It's also a mental prison uh, and uh, it's attitudes, it's spiritual and emotional. And uh, to deal with the um, poverty of women and therefore and girls, uh, we actually have to work with men to change those mental prisons and those attitudes. That is That is good development as much as just digging a well and having a uh, a microfinance program. And development that will last a lot longer, probably. When people are empowered, when they actually can work together uh, and not along dysfunctional, violent ways, uh, which is a profound loss of productivity and relationship um, pain, they then can lift themselves out of poverty. This is why attitudinal change is so important. Will you be taking this elsewhere around the world where this problem is also a real issue? Yes. This program, uh, Channels of Hope, started in, um, as I said, Africa. It's now in the Pacific, and it's the first time in the Pacific a program like this has been run. And, of course, many many Pacific Islanders are very strongly Christian, which is why it is such an important program. And we're taking this um, to Latin America. We're taking it around the world. All power to you. Tim Costello, as always, thank you so much indeed for joining us on Open House. Thank you so much, Lee. All the best. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.